We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this Sunday, 11 a.m., mimosas flowing, holiday weekend. Um, no, we haven't, we haven't potted since free agency has, uh, has started for the Warriors. And now I feel like, you know, it, it's not done, but it, it's time for us to kind of sit back and talk about the moves that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... The the um, immediate reactions so, are always tough, so it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to to see how you feel. I want to hear how you feel about what's going on because there's some that's fair stuff. enough. So 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 we we got our answer. I think before free agency started, you and I felt pretty confident they were gonna retain Looney GP two, and they were gonna lose Otto. That was that was kind of the consensus opinion we had. Turns out they lost GP2 as well. So I want to start on GP2 because I think that one really caught everyone out of left field. He was such a fan favorite and such an important player for them, specifically in the playoffs and different matchups. To see the Warriors lose him, um, they offered him the taxpayer mid-level 6.5. Portland came in with a three-year deal, and I truly believe it was the year's. That was the issue because, like, year two and year three, that's when, like, guys like Poole, Wiggins, everyone needs extensions. I I think the Warriors had an issue with that stuff. But it was at, I believe, $28 total, so it's called nine a year. Joey Checkbook, you know, he he got – the checkbook got light on this one, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) He finally took a checkbook out, as our guy, friend of the show, Brian Windhurst, would would, would probably smile and, and say maybe he saw coming. Uh, say so I I don't I didn't know that GP two I don't think we all saw coming that he would get a three year twenty eight million dollar all guaranteed fully guaranteed deal which is by the way amazing player option which means him. it's fully guaranteed yeah. yeah yeah amazing for him right guys almost thirty years old uh, has never been on an NBA roster going through summer league all that like the JT story was cool because he got into the league and then he got a vet min contract and it looks like he got another vet min contract with the Lakers but it's completely different this is. This is generational money, $28 million for GP2, who was trying to hang on to a roster spot next year, last year. Nobody wanted him. So I, you know, Applied to, to be Sam, a film really cool. room coordinator. That's my favorite part of the GP2 story. 
he applied to be a film room coordinator because he didn't think oh he was going to make God. the roster. So yep. from so from a guy who was like, well, maybe I should try to get into coaching because the playing thing's not going to work out for me. To you know, now he's got, I mean, he's got uh, he's got generational money. He's he's a he's a made man. He's in he's in a good position for the rest of his life, and he earned it. I I struggle to think of a player who has gone from non guaranteed hoping to be the 15th man on the roster to like sixth or seventh man in the finals. Like he's, he was a very key, key rotation piece for this Warriors. It's, it's really, I can't think of anyone in NBA history who's had, I can think of guys who started there and then in like three years got there, but like, we're literally talking about from October to June, he jumped eight guys in the rotation and became like, <laughs> yep. it's a very important player for the Warriors. Yep. And uh, so fully deserved. Uh, before we kind of talk about the Warriors stuff, I just want to bring that up because that's cool. Uh, probably the coolest story uh, about the Warriors that we've heard in a long, long, long time. And he wanted to come back. Right. I think he said repeatedly he wanted to come back. But at the end of the day, dude, like you said, the extra year, more money per year, though, you know, maybe not maybe not as important, but the extra year massive. And uh, you got to take that deal. So on the Warriors side, do you feel like they should have matched it? Like, what, what was your kind of thought process when, when we heard what happened? Initial initial reaction was emotional. I was like, how do you let him walk? He was he's a guy you put on John Morant. He's a guy who at your garden, Jason Table. He's he's not just another guy in the rotation. He was an important part of the rotation. Um, as I get farther away from it, I Still feel like they should have brought him back, and this is a huge gamble. But seeing how they pivoted into Dante DiVincenzo, who we'll talk about a little later, it, you know what it feels like to me? It, you know, I'm 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 an Oakland A's fan. They're god awful, and they need an ownership change. But even the Giants with Farhan, it reminds me so much of a Moneyball move, where it's like this guy exceeded value, but we're not sure we want to commit that many years and money to a guy without a track record. So we think we can create it in the aggregate with a smarter move. That's what it came. That's what it felt like to me. You know what I think sucks most about it? Aside from the fact that like, we don't get to see GP two and he's a fan favorite is we aren't going to know if they are correct that this is a smart move until the playoffs because they don't need GP two to win. 55 games next year right they right. need gp2 if they get into a playoff series where someone is torching them and it's like you know gp right. playing 30 minutes tonight yeah, exactly yeah. we're not gonna realize his value until they get to game five of the western conference semifinals and that's where you start wondering because he was he was a very important rotation piece this team and while they do have good wing options, I'm not sure any of them do exactly what he does. No, he was there by far. I mean, we love Andrew Wiggins now. He's he's incredible. But uh, GP2 was by far the best perimeter defender that the Warriors had on this team. So I, I'm with you in terms of impact, especially in the postseason. Jamal Murray is going to be back. Um, who knows where Kyrie Irving is going to be? He might be in he might be in Lakerland, Sam. Right. So so like all these guys, uh, Ja, of course, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, like. It just list goes on and on for the players that uh, GP2 is going to have to guard. Uh, the interesting stuff, I think there's one kind of thing that is it is good to point out, is that a lot of people are throwing around like the, how much money the Warriors have to pay in taxes if they have to pay GP2 this season. 
Um, I, I always think it's an interesting one because we had Danny LaRue on uh, a couple of days ago, and, and he essentially told us, like, hey, it's it's misleading to think of it that way because the tax happens in the aggregate, right? Because it happens for the amount of players, the amount of money that you spend across the number of players that you have. Uh, and, and, and I'm not here to say that they should be uh, looking at cutting guys or anything like that, but the money is what they're paying because of their salary, of the amount of money that they're paying to everyone. Like you think of Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, uh, James yeah, Wiseman, the, the right? tax, making $10 million, dollars, right? Yeah, the tax isn't just on GP2's contract. It's, it's not, on Clay's yeah, exactly. contract. It's on Wiseman's contract. Right. It's, on it's all of them. So what you really have yep. to, if you think your your total salary is too high, Right. The question is, do you retain GP and move someone else? Anyway, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, so, so I just want to point that out. It's not like paying sixty million for GP. Like that's not that's unfair. I feel like right. That's just an unfair way to think about it. That's just that's just team anyway. spin. Couldn't keep him. Would have cost us sixty million. No, it wouldn't have, dude. You could have dumped one of your other players if you wanted to save five mil and you know what what, what amounts sure. to thirty million tax. Sure. Yep. So yep. Uh, it's it's not that clear cut. Um, I feel like we should talk Dante before we get to Looney mm. coming back, just because it's a yep. natural. It's not a one-for-one one replacement, but in some ways it is, you know? So that's where I'm at with this, where I'm like, I'm bummed they lost GP, but I'm kind of like, I kind of think the Dante move is also smart because I thought he was on the on his way to getting a big contract in Milwaukee. And then he, he, uh, he had that foot injury that cost him. Uh, and then they trained him to Sacramento, where you know <laughs> players go players go to die and you're not coming back it, from that you're not coming back he's a year removed from the injury now a full year removed from his return so he should be better physically and skill set wise if he can get back to the guy he was in Milwaukee that's a warriors player that is a warriors player perfect system fit on both ends of the floor i think he was an un, he was a good defender in Milwaukee uh, he's not GP2 defender, but he was a good defender. And he knows how to play off ball. He knows how to hit open shots, a smart cutter, um, you know, came from Villanova. Just like this is a, this is a Steve Kerr style player, right? Uh, you hit on all the main points. Yep. I just this is Steve Kerr probably looked at this when they brought uh, DiVincenzo's game film to him. It was just like, can we pay this guy more money? Do we have more than the than the six million the taxpayer level that we can pay him? It's perfect. I, I didn't watch the guy in sack. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, the last time I remember DiVincenzo was him playing a very key role on the championship Bucks team, um, and I was surprised. Be just you know you look at you look at the guy and you're like, dude, this guy's a championship player. It's Dante DiVincenzo, but he's he's great. He's he's um. I think the main thing for him on this Warriors team that he doesn't have to do that I thought he was always pretty bad is he doesn't have to dribble. On this team, I think anytime yeah. he put the ball in his hands, yeah, it, he's just not. I mean, it's really hard in the NBA for a lot of to just be an efficient. He's ball not a shot creator. creator. He's not yeah, exactly. He's not the, he's not, exactly. You're not running pick. I mean, we can't even get Steve to run pick and roll for Steph, so we definitely don't have to worry about him running pick and roll for Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> so, so that wipes it. That wipes yeah. out the weaknesses, right? So that's like that's a good good job by the scouting team in figuring that out. Um, also, the thing is, I'm not going to re- repeat what you said about the off-ball cutting and all that in the defense, but I think one key thing is um, the Warriors are getting these players that um, just weren't good the year before, be it because of performance or injury or whatever it was. Otto Porter just got a $6 million deal um, because he came here and, and bet on himself, right? Now now he has a two-year deal, and he's going to make some money. 
Um, GP2, right? He's a guy that's going to make a ton of money. Bielitsa is going to go. Be, I bet he had a deal, but he went back to, to wherever he went to. Um, so I think it's like a good better spot. Better bot. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is, I'm sure it's the best team, right? It's a championship team. I think they were saying Turkey. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a yeah, yeah and and I think it's Bielitsa's 35. I don't think he. I think he got everything he wanted out of the NBA. He he yeah, ended NBA, it with yeah. it helping he them winning. I mean he. I don't think we. He did help. Hey man, he did good. He played good defense on Tatum in the finals. He had his moment, you know. He did. And Luca. And he was awesome in the regular season. I think. Yeah, I think people under. Look, I get it. He's got his flaws, but like someone has to give you minutes in the regular season and help you win games. Uh, they were down their center all year. Bielitsa played a role, and he was useful all year for this team. So, I mean, good for him. I didn't think he was going to come back to the NBA anyway. But, like, yeah, to your point, they're, <laughs> they're, they're clearly able to get ring chasers, and they're able to get the guys they want. Um, yep. So let's, um, let's talk Looney real quick, and, um, and then uh, I have one other topic, and then we'll take it to the goons. So Looney, Looney coming back at a very team-friendly number, in my opinion. He got less than nine a year. Three years, um, what, 25 and a half? So I think it's eight and a half a year. Uh, but he got taken care of too. He got a nice pay raise relative to last year. And I think this is a win win for everyone because, like, you and I talked about, we were annoyed they lost GP2. But if they lost Looney, you know, the riots would have happened. I'm, I'm saying, I mean, losing Otto Porter, who, actually, we probably should talk about in a second, but losing Otto Porter, you kind of know what's coming. GP2, tough one. Um, remains to be seen how tough. I think it'll be not maybe not so great, but losing Looney would be it would have been the worst one. I mean, just in terms of what he means for the team the last like seven years, feels like Kevon Looney wants to retire as a warrior. Feels like he will retire as a warrior. His story is just as cool as GP2's, where I think they drafted like four separate centers to try to take his spot. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, will never happen, Sam. Uh, at the end of this contract, I'm, I'm, uh, Kevon Looney will still be the starting center. He will never go away. It's it's incredible. He might be averaging 30 rebounds a game by the end of his contract. I mean, the way he keeps improving on the glass. No, it's wild. They they drafted Damian Jones, didn't replace him. They brought in Boogie Cousins, who was starting in the finals over Boogie, Looney. Um, they bring in, like, Willie Cauley-Stein, didn't replace him. They draft James Wiseman, who they still think will replace him, and, you know, maybe he will. And, you know, we'll, let, let's get, get healthy Big Jim. we got to see what happens there. Uh, but, like, Looney just keeps overperforming and whether he starts or not, like he's just a useful winning player to have. Yep. I'm just, you talk about GP2 being the seventh most important, not like seventh in the rotation. Right. And one of the most important mm-hmm. players, same with Looney, exact same thing. They, they, they win a couple series. I mean, I, I gather he's even more important because they don't win that series. The Warriors win that series in Memphis without GP2. And, and you could argue his value went down a little they bit. Did. Was they, did. they don't, they don't win that. Yeah. They don't win that series without, without, Without without Loon, right? It just it just doesn't happen. That twenty two rebound performance, yeah. Game six I at mean, home you're, must you're win, right. right? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, um, he, I don't. Yeah, I th- he. Uh, I was gonna say he 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 took it to Stephen Adams. Like Stephen Adams, one of the best rebounders in the NBA. Looney took it to him, and it just just all season long. I mean, he played all eighty two games. I I don't know if he could have gotten more money. Maybe he could have gotten a mil or two more. It just it just seems like the perfect marriage. Someone like Looney, where he just doesn't want to go anywhere else. So yeah, really cool. He will start again, Sam. 
Uh, I'm going to bet that he is going to start again this season. Nobody's taking a spot. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be here uh, and he's going to be just as important in the postseason. So uh, the other thing is like, can he get better? Yeah. I mean, he got better last season by doing things that we didn't. He's, number one, staying healthy. And number two, like he's rebounding. So what is he going to do this season? Three-pointer? Is he going to put a three-pointer? Is he going to bring the three back in this game? Maybe that. I just think it's funny. We keep waiting for him to, like, develop a jump shot. But, like, what he did was become the best rebounder in the league instead, you know? And he legitimately did. So, uh, it's, you know, it's you want to keep him culture guy, system fit, uh, just vital to everything they do. And that reminds me, so we should talk on this one quick time before we get it going to to the uh, to the goons. Um, so now the Warriors, they have a couple roster spots left. What do you want them to sign? Like, you don't have to give me a player name. Like, what do you think yep. they need to round out this roster? Yeah, a couple most important things for me is is number one. I think it's locker room guys. Actually, I think it's the intangible stuff. So I, I think you think about Serge Ibaka, who's a guy that's incredible in the locker room. I think. Goran Jogic, another guy that's been great in the, just guys have been around the league a long time. The Warriors have a lot of young kids. I mean, they have like six kids under 25 years old. Jordan Poole heading the way. You got Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, Rollins, and Baldwin. It's just, just these guys have no idea, you know, how the NBA works and, and how to get better and how to, how to work, right? And I think losing guys like Andre probably and, and Otto and GP2, all these guys, I think is tough. So I think I'm less looking for guys that you're like, oh, they, they're going to have to play important minutes in the postseason. Just give me guys that are going to be good in the locker room. It's a long, regular season. Last season, it worked out, Sam, because they had a bunch of vets on that on that end of the bench. And let's talk about Lee and JTA. Like, those are great vets in the locker room. So um, I think they need that. I think they need to look for that with their last two spots in the roster. I like that. I will call out one specific basketball need. They need another big... And in theory, they need one who can stretch the floor. So it can be like what they had last year with Belly and Otto. Those guys aren't traditional bigs. But for the Warriors, they play the four or the five position. They need one more guy because I'm looking at it right now. Obviously, Looney is Mr. Reliable. But Wiseman, we still don't know when he's going to get cleared to play basketball. Patrick Baldwin, who I think will be an Otto Porter type of big man. I don't know if you saw him at California Classic yesterday. Uh, if people aren't aware, like he's closer to 6'10 than he is to 6'7. He's tall. He's got a 7'2 wingspan. The Warriors are definitely going to play him at the 4 or the 5. Like that's his path forward. He can shoot the ball, but he's also injured. He also needs to put on weight and just like, I mean, he's he's a teenager. It's very clear. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's not he's happening a long, yet. He's a yeah. long-term project. So I'm yeah. looking at one more big, and, and I don't need it to be fancy. Like I would love to have Serge Ibaka. I'm just not convinced. He can, his he body's can not done yet, you know. Like that's, play, yeah. yeah, that's my thing. Like you know, but and if and if he was healthy, he'd be getting more than the full mid level. So yeah. I'm looking at guys like that. Maybe maybe our maybe uh, Wancho, you know, Bo Cruz. He can play like a belly type role, right? You know, right. Uh, maybe maybe someone like Jamichael Green gets bought out. You know, that would be a it's great one. signing. Maybe that, that would probably Mark be the Gasol. best one. Oh God. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, because because Marcus all feels like unlikely and like God knows how he looks in uh you know in 2023 anyway. Uh, but like yeah, you're right. Like uh, Jamichael Green is is like the perfect like he's a four, but for the Warriors he plays the five, and he can do a little bit of everything they need. Hit open jumpers, switch a little bit. Um, you know that'd be great. But like we don't know if OKC's gonna buy him out. Yeah. So but so to me that's the one major basketball need. 
they have, they have to get at least one more guy who can, you know, play belly or Otto's minutes. Uh, yep. Cause you're going to get more minutes to Kuminga, but Kuminga is, if he's replacing Otto's minutes, you still haven't replaced Belly's minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, JTA and Lee played a bunch of minutes, too, in the regular season. I mean, right, I think right. they're going to rely a lot on those young guys, but I'm with you. There are things that they're going to need to replicate, and uh, they're, they're relying on – I think I'm okay with them relying on Kaminga and Moody, actually. I, I think I'm confident that those guys are going to gonna get a lot better in Season 2 and, and throughout the yeah, regular but, season. Yeah, but you, you, hear, you hear what I'm saying? I don't think they're fives for the Warriors. Like, you need a yeah. – you need like a uh, – like, and Wancho's not a five, but for the Warriors, he'd be a five. The same way, like, Belly's well, not they, a five, they, but for the Warriors, he was a five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they they faked it all season last season. They need to do it again. It's not really faking it because that's just where the NBA is today. But, yeah, they just don't They just don't uh, have – I mean, look, man, they'll just play Looney 38 minutes a game. I mean, what's what's wrong with that? <laughs> what's wrong with that? He develops a three. No, I, I'm with you. Though I think they will uh, get one. Maybe they even leave two roster spots open, and, and they kind of figure it out just for uh, checkbook purposes. But um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I keep thinking, I keep going back to, you brought up Jermichael Green, who I hadn't thought about. That might be a good one. And he's a good locker room guy, too. But we'll see We'll see if he's even on the market at some point. So a couple days left. Yeah, it's like, for, for me, it's like him and, and, and Wancho. And they might drag it out because, like, buyouts might take longer. Like, you don't know. You don't know what's going to come available. So I see someone in the chat mention Aaron Baines. Last I saw Aaron Baines, I think, had a career. I, I don't know if he's going to come back from that injury yet because he's Rough older. Story. You know? But like, story. Yeah, yeah, but that's like that's another type of guy we're talking about. Like, I, I, you know, someone who can give you ten minutes a game, sixty regular season games. You know, just kind of help you get through the season a little bit, right? Like, we're not looking for like this is the guy we're gonna stick on a, uh, you know, this is the guy we're gonna stick on and beat in the finals. We're we're talking yeah. about guys who get you through the season a little bit. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that um, was the thing last season, and, and it worked out for the Warriors. But it's the same thing. It's just you got to get through the season. That's it's not about the playoffs yet. It's got to get through the season. We think the Warriors are good enough to win it again anyway. All right. Are we, uh, are we going to the goons? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get some Guy Santos talk. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ryan, what's up, bro? 
Nothing much. Just getting ready to go to the 4th of July, May Muni. So, me, yeah. Oh, so nice. Getting, yeah. But uh, just hopped on here. I want to give a quick call. Um, I'm looking at Blake Griffin and TJ Warren to fill that belly auto role. I think Blake Griffin, as a veteran in the locker room, brings a lot to the table. And he does a ton of the belly stuff. Uh, we saw at the end of Celtics Nets that he wasn't completely cooked. He was like their second best player at the end of that series. And I was like, why wasn't this guy playing more? And a year and a half ago, he was he was a revelation. So maybe you bring him in. He comes into the system. He plays the movement offense. He could do all the passing stuff. He could hit a spot up three. I really like that idea for us. I think he's a perfect ready-made Warriors role player, just locker room and on the court. And then as for TJ Warren, he's probably the most portable auto replacement. He could rebound the ball a little bit. He's a He's got that dog in him. He's got that three-point shot. Uh, I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on those two. And then as far as Guy Santos goes, we got the next Gallinari in our system. <laughs> um, I was waiting. I was waiting. Good stuff. Ryan, love the call. I want to hit on the Guy Santos thing real quick. So I don't know how many people. Oh, that's what you want to hit on. That's what you want to hit on, Sam. Those three points. I want to I want to I want to call I want to call this out real quick. The Warriors changed a lot of their scouting, including the head of international scouting last year. Um, True or false? They changed their international scouting because Andy and I bullied them over Smiley Geach. That's facts. That's hundred percent. Are you kidding me? You know Kirk and Ken are reading the timeline. Got embarrassed at what happened with Smiley. <laughs> they said, you know what? Can we, how much money can we pay? No, I, look. I, they knew. They knew they messed up on the Smiley stuff. I, I don't know. You know, I, I had no idea, Sam, what they did to change that. Uh, but it seems to be mm-hmm. working. It's one game with Santos, and, and it's, yeah, I it's mean, a lot of different other stuff too. But look, the fact that they changed—I didn't know that. The fact that they changed that—they they know they fucked up. They know. Yeah, and it goes back to the the broader thing. We we all talked about Kenny Atkinson and Jama and the coaching changes, but they kind of refreshed the whole organization last summer. They realized they had some holes. Um, if you want to be, let's be honest about it. The Warriors haven't hit on international draft picks pretty much throughout the Lake of Era. You know, Onim Kuzmich, Nemanja Nedovic, Smiley. Like they, uh-huh. they've not been that team. And I'm not saying Guy Santos will be anything. At this point, like from what I understand, he's definitely going to the G League for the whole – he's not going to be on the roster. He's a young player. But he's a young player with – you watch him, you're like, that guy has Warriors-level talent. Yeah. And sure, yeah, that's different than that's different than Kuzmich. Remember watching Kuzmich? You're like, this guy's never going to make it. What, what do we what do we right do? away? You know, this guy. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's like he's like a big stiff without the level of sk- anything special about him. And. You know, it's those changes in the organization which propelled them to a championship last year on the coaching. But I just want to call it on the front office side, too. And that's that's one thing I always have to give Warriors credit for. They're at least willing to always spend on the the front office and the coaching staff to get better in those places. Um, Because it was looking bleak there in 2020-21 when we're just like, what is this roster? What are we doing here? You know, so I, I think, I think people are a little uh, credit pe- there. People don't give them credit for that. I, you're right. I, I think it's very easy to say, "Well, Andrew Wiggins proved this wrong," and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like, uh, yeah, can we talk about the reasons behind that? Uh, also, Andrew Wiggins is amazing at the mentality. Also, they had a great coaching staff to help guys get, guys get better. Like Kaminga, you see Kaminga shot, 
it's become it's become so much better from what we saw. Dude, the si- uh, the, he had a side he had a sidewinder in summer league <laughs> last year, and like now it's like now it's like you. It looks like a. It definitely looks like a repeatable shot. He hit it what thirty six percent from three this year. Yeah, I was I just no gonna say to it's gonna be thirty six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely repeatable, and like that's honestly, I thought it was gonna take him three years to get there uh, with the shot. So you know, already getting early returns. Now let's get to the meat of Ryan's question here. Yeah, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Give you my two quick thoughts on both players. Blake, I'm in. Uh, he is the perfect player. He can pass. Uh, he can sneak defend a little bit like Otto and Belly, like fake defense where he's smart enough where he's not going to make mistakes. He's been in the league so long and it's not going to make mistakes on defense. Um, and he can shoot the three, uh, even though he's kind of a fake shooter, but he makes them enough. He's not auto, but he makes them enough. So I'm in on Blake. Uh, I'm not in on TJ. He Morgan definitely Tampa. passed I'm the not. ball. He can. No. Ooh. I mean, Steve's. I mean, TJ. Post. I'm not in on TJ. I'm not. I'm just not. TJ. I thought TJ was going to get 10 plus a year. He looks like he's going to be a guy on a, on a make good deal. Like really, like he looks like he's going to have to be the guy who accepts less to prove he's better than what the league thinks of him. So that's kind of attractive for the Warriors, but tell me why you're not in. The Warriors we talked about before, they weren't in on Wes Matthews. They weren't in on Jamal Crawford, who are a couple guys that I think wanted to play for the Warriors during the championship years. They got, they were in on Nick Young, but only because I think KD made them. Uh, (laughs) No choice. Same with Boogie. Uh, Also, Nick's Nick's just a shooter. So, yeah. 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 But TJ, TJ's a chucker. Ball stopper. Uh, a, a bench unit with him, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and maybe even Kaminga. My God. I mean, my eyes might bleed. Actually, Steve Kerr's eyes might bleed. It's not really about me. I can almost tell you that Steve Kerr looks at that, if if it even is a question, because I don't even know if they can even pay him. Like, why would he come here for a bet then? Uh, I think Steve Kerr would say, no, <laughs> because he's just not going to be able to play the style of basketball that we want. Whether you and I argue that's right or wrong, I just don't think that's a fit for the Warriors system. And I think that they have someone now in Jordan Poole where they're like, dude, that's the guy that's a chucker. <laughs> we already have him off the bench. I think we'll live uh, with just him. So I don't I, know if he's the right fit. I don't think he's a chucker, but I do think he's a ball stopper. The, the, if the ball's in TJ Warren's hands, he's getting shot. And I think I agree with you on this front. They have Jordan Poole, who's a high usage player. Kuminga's a scorer. Let's be real. They're trying to they're trying to get Kuminga to be an all-around player, but like Kuminga can walk into 20 points easy. They have Moses Moody can put points on the I don't think they need scoring off the bench. I think I think they need a guy who wants to do less with the ball but is willing to do the little things that can stick open jump shots. So I think I'm with you. I think I'm out on TJ Warren because it's like Kelly Oubre-ish, where you're like the it will actually hurt the team as a, as a whole because he's going to take possessions away from Kuminga and Poole. And they don't need that. I think they have enough on that front. Um, you know, at least if you're going to take possessions away from those guys, I need someone higher level than TJ Warren is basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. It. Good point. Good point. And, they so, need, and for so, me, it's like get, get a defender, a wing defender, right? Like that's maybe more important with guys. And maybe a or an off-ball shooter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and so to the Blake Griffin point, I just want to point this out. Is he going to be comfortable being in and out of the rotation like Belly? Because if he is, I agree 100% with Ryan. I think he's probably a better move than Wancho or um, or Jamichael Green, or at least on par. But I don't know if Blake is is ready to do that because here's the reality. Looney's playing no matter what. 
Um, and Draymond's going to get a few center minutes. And in when whenever Wiseman comes back, he's probably going to be above Blake in the pecking order. So is Blake okay in the belly roll where some games uh, he's in, some games he's out? I don't know. Point. Uh, Ryan points out he was in and out of the rotation last year. I just can't answer that question. But I do like the call out. So I'm going to generally say Blake Griffin is another great name for that kind of, you know, yes, four man who plays the five for the Warriors. All right, let's keep moving. We got David coming up next. Yellow. Good afternoon. Good morning, David. fellas. How's it going, David? Uh, good, good. It's good to be champions. I think we got to slow it down with this free agency stuff a bit. We're champs, guys. Let's fucking go. We're still champs. We're champs until the until someone else wins. We're champs for so long. So I'm still excited, to be honest, about the fact that we won. Um, in terms of free agency, I love the DiVincenzo signing just because I think he gives us a little bit more on offense, a little bit more of a dynamic player. Um, one thing I wanted to call out and that I think is a slightly underrated part of the Warriors team when we're talking free agents is like how hard it is to learn the system and how important it is to like have good decision makers, have smart players. I mean, I know you guys talk about that a lot with intelligence and how they pivoted to intelligence with the Porter and Belly signings. But I think that's still important that they're looking at for potential, potential signings moving forward. And that's why I want them to keep Andre uh, because he'll help the young guys a lot more than than a guy that's never played in the Warriors system before, even if he doesn't play. So, like, it's almost like if you keep Andre, you, you, you're you kind of betting on more production out of Moody and Kaminga. Um, so it's like an Ooh, investment like in, in a way. And I wanted to <laughs> – and I don't know if it's okay, but I found there was an old podcast you guys did a long time ago after the Warriors beat the Lakers last year in, like, the first week of the season – and one of the guys called in and said something that I still remember to this day. <laughs> and it's all good fun, but I want to play it really quick. It's a three-second clip. Is that all right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Damian Lee may be one of the smartest players, period, in the NBA. Just the back cuts he was making today. I don't think <laughs> anyone else on the team makes those from the wing position. Also, Moses Moody, I want to People don't forget. <laughs> Oh, David, I appreciate the call. You have a great, you have a great holiday weekend. That was um, special. Can, that was special. We got, we got to give Damian Lee. You know what? I, you guys are hyenas. I'm, I'm maybe Damian Lee's biggest fan. <laughs> I'm, I am pro Damian Lee. I might get a Damian Lee jersey um, now that they're on sale. <laughs> Definitely the smart move. Um, look, man, I get that he was not as. Uh, effective or as exciting as some of the other players on the roster, but there's such a value to having guys who fit the system, who are willing not to play for five games and you throw them in there and they play their asses off. Um, you know, it's, he's going to go to Phoenix. Chris Paul's going to yell at him a bunch. He's going to start tweeting Steph better. Uh, this is just a big win-win for everyone. He's going to realize how good life was. Uh, but no, honestly, I really do want to give him, I want to give a shout out to him and JTA because like they they were they were fines who definitely helped this team even if they aren't like guys who are you know ding up John Morant in uh, you know game three of yeah, the, the semifinals right. and stuff sure. like that. I, the Warriors uh, lost a lot of good people. They lost a lot of good people. I, I think that matters, right? I, Bob Myers would probably agree with me. 
so I, I think they need to figure out, and I think they will, just who to bring in that can fill out the end of the roster, like you said, that are just good locker room presence or just, hey, maybe they need to play 30-plus minutes tonight, but they're not going to play for another week and a half. And that's just that's just how life is going to be. So um, they need to figure that out. It's not number one priority, Sam, but uh, the Warriors, man, they had a good – a bunch of good dudes. We saw in 2019 and, and 2021, they had guys that were not great in the locker room. And uh, Me first. And so it's, it's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What I was going to say is, uh, David, by the way, sounded like you with the, the Igadala take, but I ha- I'm hard pressed to disagree with him. He's like, bringing back Igadala would be an investment in Moody and Kuminga. It's not a bad, it's not a bad point. It's because like we want those guys to play more, uh, but they're still young. And like Andre has cachet that very few players do. And I mean, we, we see Kuminga always around Andre and kind of like, Andre in his ear, making sure, you know, he like sticks to the plan and doesn't like decide to freelance and take all the shots himself. And like, there is, I mean, he is the perfect locker room vet. So if Andre wants to come back, like give him a roster spot as far as I'm concerned. Please. You know where I stand. You know where I stand. No need to say more. Also, I do think it's underrated. Andre played really well in the first half of last year. Like, He's not washed. He'll be able to defend at an NBA level. Like, I don't know if his body's going to let him play more than 25 games, but um, well, but if it does, well, he can still do it. Well, maybe, you know, I, I talk about the the lack of a fit with TJ Warren. And by the way, if they, if they do end up with TJ Warren, I'll be, I'll be happy as hell um, because he is a good player. But you talk about the, the type of glue guy that they need in the second unit that I don't think is, is someone like him. It's definitely Andre. Like, it, with Andre and Kuminga and and Poole and Clay, like Andre is that's the perfect guy to make sure that those 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 parts connect because I don't know how those parts connect <laughs> because it's a lot of guys that want to do their own thing. But if you put Andre in there, all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, if you put Blake in there, to me that makes a lot of sense because he's a willing passer, willing defender. So um, those are guys that I think the Warriors yeah, give, need to figure out on the back end. Yeah, give Andre. So so what we're saying is give Andre and Blake Griffin vet minimums. Uh, let them, you know, do 20 hours a week uh, at whatever tech startup they want. And then, you know, they can show up to like every other game. <laughs> Good to go. Right. <laughs> <Not>. Max. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving. Zach. Yo, guys. How's it going? Um, I was curious. I missed the first five minutes of the podcast, but I was curious. You might have talked about it already because it's, it's a, a pretty big name, but what about Pat Beverly coming coming over to the Warriors uh, if he gets bought out? Is that at all in like a possibility, or is that just fool's gold? Zach, appreciate. It. I feel like if if Pat Beverly gets bought out, you have to try because you know he's another guy. You know you can throw in a playoff series, but I just I don't think he's getting bought out. I think Utah's gonna. It's it's not gonna be hard for them to move him. If they want to, you know, like someone's going to trade for him because he's a valuable playoff player. So uh, I, I think it's I think you're a very um, it's very like optimistic to think it's but I, I just don't believe it's happening. Yeah, there's a couple of steps that are out of the Warriors control. And if he was a free agent and he already got his money. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. But yeah, you're right. All right, let's keep moving. Mikis. Hey boys, how we doing? 
You're not drinking? Good. Oh, man, you sound yeah. like you're asleep. Are you, are you sober? What the fuck is oh, this? No, this is just the, this, this is the first I've spoken today, so <laughs> that's that's really all it is. Uh, but um, I I will say I I do want to, you know, shout out our fallen soldiers, Gary Payton, you know, fan favorite, Damian Lee, who we were all so hard on like a 14th man, but he did his job for a 14th man. He was fine. Juan, you know, every, you know, these guys, Belly. It was a fun season. I'm going to miss them. Great, great team, great roster, and, uh, you know, never forget. Um, I will say when we, when we talk about how the Warriors are going to be lacking veterans, and we always say, like, oh, they have all these under-25 guys, and I feel like Jordan Poole gets lumped in there. Is it crazy to start considering Poole as one of our veterans? He's got three full seasons of NBA, you know, experience. He's the same age as Luka Doncic, who I feel like everybody would consider, like, a veteran of the league. He was hitting, like, half-court buzzer beaters in, like, hostile road finals games, silencing, like – Boston crowds. I think we can put Pool in the veterans of the Warriors locker room at this point. And lastly, I feel like we're burying the lead. We're putting together the package for for Wiggins, Kaminga, and James Wiseman, and sending that over to Brooklyn, right? The Mark Stein reporter, <laughs> oh, Kevin Durant. Oh, like we're, we are burying the lead. Like bring Kevin home and let's run off two or three more. He'll always be two rings behind Steph and Clay. Steph will get to six, pass MJ. Kevin will have to be trapped suffering as he continues to win <laughs> as part of the best basketball team ever. It'll be like Groundhog Day where he can never escape, always hearing that he is just a bus rider. I mean, this is – it's the best case scenario. It'll be the best oh, basketball man. team ever again, and they'll just keep winning, and he'll be miserable, and we'll be so happy, right? Like, that's where <laughs> that's where this should be heading, right? With bring – hashtag bring Kevin home. Come home, Kevin. Come home, Kevin. We, we love you. We appreciate you. And I can't wait to see him. Is he going to wear 35 or 7 when he comes back? That's my oh real question. My what do you guys God. Say? It did take us too long to get here. So oh. It took us way too long to get here. Oh, my, my. I don't even know where I want to go with that. Let me talk about Paul and then you go KD. You think about it for a second. Um, until Jordan Poole gets an extension, I count him as a vet. Because <laughs> I think as uh, – as, uh, what everyone in that situation wants to do, I think Jordan Poole has to figure out, uh, is he going to play here for a long time or is he going to wait until restriction free agency? Part of that is up to the Warriors too, right? But part of what makes you a veteran is, uh, especially one of those type of veterans, that you're not worried about yourself as a player anymore. So Michael Green comes here, he's not worried himself about his player. Same with Bielitsa, he's not worried about any of that stuff. Jordan Poole still is, and that's part of uh, the cool part. It's part of why he's getting better every single day. So I won't count him as that yet, but in terms of like, like Mika said, as a player, hey, he's ready to play. I mean, he's ready to play. He's a postseason player, so he's ready on that end. But mentality, locker room-wise, nah. He's at least five years away from that. All right, uh, Sam KG. Come home, Kevin. We miss you. <laughs> um, do, you do you think the Warriors who, – who do you – okay, uh, let, me, let me revise the question. Who in the Warriors front office and players are for KD and who are not? It's an interesting question. Um, I bet Draymond's four. Um, yep. I bet Steph just, you know, no comments. Um, <laughs> I would guess Steve Kerr's anti. Uh huh. I would yep. guess Bob Myers is in the middle. I would guess Joe mm-hmm. Lacob is pro. Four. I think yep. it's. I think it's. Yep. I think it's in the middle. Honestly, like, look. I know everyone was kind of disappointed by the way it ended, but like if Kevin Durant comes back, I would not be an upset. I'd be a happy man. Like everything that <laughs> everything has been proven. There's nothing anyone can say. Oh, you needed him to win. You sure about that? You sure? You know, 
oh, you know, this. So it's kind of like one of those. And it's like, let's be honest. He's one of the 10 or so best basketball players of all time. He's still fucking amazing. I would not be upset. With that said, I don't think it's happening. I don't think he's motivated by it. I don't think he wants it to happen. And you know what? I'm okay with that too. Like my general feeling on the whole thing is I'm okay with however it breaks out. If he comes back, I'm about to make 29 other fan bases lives miserable. You know, that's, that's like my mentality with it. If he doesn't come back, Hey, I, I, I hope he finds a situation he likes. Um, I'm concerned about, you know, like how do the Warriors match up with his new team? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I just, I can see KD convincing himself again that Golden State's the best move. I can see that. And I can see Steph going again and saying, okay, sure. You know, that works for me because he's Steph Curry. He's the greatest leader in sports. I'm like KD. So I can see it all happening again, uh, Sam. And uh, yeah, I'm here for it too. Why not? It's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this, but as we end this segment, what percent chance do you give it? Two. <laughs> Two? Uh, you're higher than me. One? I'm I'm at like I'm at I'm at like zero point one. I just I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I don't think they're uh I don't think he wants it to happen, honestly. And um I, you know, here's he what does, I think is happening. I'm, I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah, and here's what I think is happening. I, I think Joe Lacob is going to Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and, and maybe even Steph at some point and saying, Why are we not putting together a package? I, I think that's what's happening. I think Draymond is definitely talking to KD, uh, definitely apologizing for his tweets and saying like, hey, yeah, Bob, trying to do a sell, doing his best Draymond sell. Um, and I think they are Good trying. Salesman. I think they actually are. Yeah, I, I think they actually are. Um, I just I just I don't, I don't know why it would happen. So, yeah, I'm going two percent. So I'm with you. OK, last call of the day. McWalters, what's what up, bro? Guys? What a, what an off season. We lose GP2, but I'm happy for him. You know, he gets to go back up to the Northwest. It's all good. He can play with the Blazers and not do anything in the playoffs. That's cool. I'm not even worried about him guarding staff. You know, whatever. Uh, Otto goes back to Toronto because his wife's from Toronto. Okay, whatever. We'll find another shooter. That's fine. We'll let the young kids play. I don't see why everyone's so worried. I mean, I get that it's not exactly the same as it was. And so when you kind of live in revisiting the past and things aren't the same as the past, it can be worrisome for the future. But there's a lot of good things in the Warriors' future as well. There's a lot of good people coming up there with Kaminga and with Moody. And then there's the uh, great unknown of uh, Big Jim. And I really think we're going to have a solid roster. You know, Stephen Chagall will be fine. He is what he is. A little more shooting than we get from GP2, not as much explosion. Definitely not the defender. But we'll be fine. There's a couple of vet spots to fill in there. And again, not worried. And, and on the KD front, you know, send them wherever. Send them to Memphis. Send them to Toronto. I ain't worried about KD. We're going to take this again. We don't really have much to worry about. We just got to get into the playoffs, make sure everyone's healthy, and then let Steph do his thing and cook it. McWalter. McWalter. Just the closer. I mean, sir. Remind, remind me of Mariano Rivera in his prime. Just always ending us on a good note here. Um, everyone have a great holiday weekend. Uh, we'll be back sometime before the Vegas Summer League starts. I'm not sure when. Maybe an emergency pod if the Warriors sign an 18th man. Who knows? You know? <laughs> Appreciate everyone. Have a good holiday. <laughs>